0: Welcome back to The Right Angle and tonight is a truly momentous event we teased last week and unlike a lot of things we're actually delivering. G-Man, tell everyone out there who has forgotten why tonight is so stupendous.
1: This is such a stupendous night. Tonight it is our 100th podcast. Uh, that it we is. have, that, that you've basically created. Well. And uh, it's, it's been a long journey so far. Very, very fun, very festive. Yep. And uh, full of frivolity.
0: Yep. <laughs> a lot of Fs there. But no F-bombs. Yeah. Just not the one us... that I usually use. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what makes us a little bit different. So we have yeah. spared literally, well, we spared a lot of expense because we have some audio... Uh, from our semi-regulars, and we've got one of our irregulars on with us tonight. Moses, how has it been going?
2: Hi, everyone. It's been going great. Congrats, Mo and G-Man. 100 episodes.
0: Would have you ever thunk it? How many do you think you've listened to, Moses? Two.
2: <laughs> no, I would say at least half, 50, oh, if not cool. more.
0: Do you have a favorite Aww. guest or favorite uh Thing that sticks out in your mind, or not really?
2: They've all been pretty good. Definitely some good guests on. I liked, I forget his name, but he talked about his addiction to alcohol and oh. overcoming that. It was definitely interesting to listen to.
0: Yeah, who was that? G Man? Aaron.
1: Aaron. Aaron. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we talked about getting his wife on, didn't we?
1: uh Yeah, we did. And uh, we will get her on. And tragically, something very horrific happened yeah. right after he was on our podcast so they're still um getting over that okay and once they do we'll have them on
0: okay so have you talked to either of them at all or not yes okay. yes i have
1: okay uh, since, since that time and uh and they would like to be on uh, i i will get them on here okay. soon so
0: awesome yeah in the meantime so tonight we're gonna have uh, Cece will be joining us so we're we're sort of dancing around that. I guess he'll basically just jump on when he can. And then we've got some audio queued up from Igor and Igor, respectively, who couldn't be here live, but actually recorded this same day. So it's all very topical. And uh, Igor, take it away.
3: Hello, Right Angle Podcast. Hello to the listeners. Happy 100 episodes to Mo and G-Man holding down the fort. They just get better and better. And I think we can all agree that they're Their topics, whether political or otherwise, are always entertaining. Now, Mo prompted a couple of questions that I'm going to go through. Uh, The first one has to do with the Durham report, uh, everyone's favorite topic right now. Uh, You know, the CIA and the FBI are both just completely incompetent, as far as I can tell. And this is further proof that the FBI is total garbage. They have once, as everyone knows, gone after Trump again and again, nothing sticks, and then way too far after the fact, we learn that everything was garbage, and, well, at least it's proved that it was garbage, because we already knew that it was garbage. And, uh, yeah, they they can't do anything right. They can't make anything stick, because, you know, the, the Clintons can only kill so many people and shut so many people up. So, I mean, I don't have too much more to say about that other than the total ineptitude of the the bureau that that's pretty self-explanatory. Next up for for potential candidates for the for the GOP nominee, I don't see DeSantis running and if he does I don't see it being a great result for the Republicans at this point. I think Trump, as far as I can tell, is the person who needs to be in office. He's the person who I know 100% is not bought or paid for. And I think he's just, he has to be the one to get things done. He has to be the one to make the big moves and. Do the things that nobody else is willing to do for their own political reasons or agendas. Uh, I just know that he he's going to do the best. I think his town hall with CNN with was, was just lovely. I mean, how could how could it not be? He won over their audience, and the moderator was just completely ridiculous. And I think we all saw that with our own eyes. Um I do really like Vivek Ramaswamy ever since he did that interview with Jordan Peterson. However, I do believe he would maybe make a better VP at this point. I I do believe 4 years of Trump would be a superior start. And if Vivek comes in, you know, with four two terms after Trump, that I think that would be great. I think he's very intelligent. He's clearly business-minded. He's clearly smart in a lot of the ways that Trump is without maybe the harshness that Trump has, uh, you know, that some people see. But yeah, at this point, I think he would be great. I think he would, he's a a great up-and-comer and definitely somebody who's willing to talk about the topics that nobody wants to talk about and who's willing to talk to the opposition who's willing to talk off of no no prompter or script he's he's great Uh, i really like everything he's doing and hopefully down the line he can be a uh, great republican candidate i don't think anybody else is a viable option i don't know why mo would think there's anybody else viable uh tulsi gabbard is the only other uh, person who's a woman for example who i think is reasonable and smart And is, you know, not a crazy loon liberal who, you know, came out from that side and was like, okay, yeah, this is this is a bit crazy. And they're so much into identity politics and throwing people under the bus and cancel culture, all that stuff. Uh, She she's very level minded and I think she's great, but I I don't see her being a, a potential candidate. Uh, at least for the Republicans at this point. As for Mr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I think he has definitely become a almost a uniting voice for Democrats with more Republican-minded people. I think his common sense stance, especially when it comes to the vaccine, has been great. And if anything, I think he pulls a lot away from Biden, a lot away from those libtards over there. Sorry, Leiden, by the way. I think he's he's a great moderate Democrat. Uh, I think that's what he is at the end of the day. I don't think he's necessarily going to stand for any big conservative values. But I, I think, you know, it, it's a great opposition. I think it's a moderate opposition. I think it's it's more like it was in the old days. You know, I, I think he, he brings a lot of JFK into his style and I think we can all agree that that's much better than the current administration, uh, by leaps and bounds. Lastly, for the, uh, CEO of Twitter, I can't <laughs> quite, I can't quite put my finger on what's going on with that situation right now. I, I think Elon, he's either extremely smart like we know he is and maybe he has a longer play. Uh, I know a lot of people are very suspicious of him and his motivations. I, I totally understand that. and Sorry for that, right angle. My, my recording was rudely interrupted by a phone call. It sounded a bit like, When I was a boy, I... Uh, took Took the Bering Strait, went across Asia, and uh, became became good friends with people. And I, I brought back silk, and and rice fields. Anyway, very weird, very strange. So yeah, Elon, I I don't see any reason to be overly suspicious of him, but I'm not going to discount anything. I'm not going to count anything out. Uh, I think he has clearly made a good impact on Twitter and hopefully whatever he's planning, whatever he is deciding with this world economic forum chick, uh, I hope it all works out in a positive way and that he hasn't been playing us in any way. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Not too much to articulate beyond those points, but Thanks again for the invitation to record for this incredible milestone. And I look forward to being back for two, three, four, five hundred 500 in the future and many in between. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful, wonderful time listening to The Right Angle.
0: Thank you so much, Igor. Very insightful. And now we're going to hear a little bit from your point-counterpoint, Who remembers point-counterpoint from 60 Minutes? Probably G-Man does, but uh, we'll go into that another time. Anyways, Igor, take it
4: away. Hello, this is Igor calling in from the left coast. Got some questions here from the right angle team that they posed for us, and I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability, obviously giving only the right takes as we do here on the right angle. First question, what is the biggest takeaway from the Durham report that isn't being reported? I'd say, I mean, isn't it obvious the fact that everything we already knew was true? uh, Is true. And, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Silly question. Two, make your best case for why, not if, but why, the following should be the GOP nominee, Vivek Trump DeSantis. I think Trump is uh, is our guy. He's, as I'm sure Igor will say, uh, you can't buy him. He he can't be bought by anybody. He is the man for the job. He calls out the corruption, and however long it takes, it always turns out to be right. The man has lived amongst the the dirt and the grime that is in Washington, and I mean the celebrities that he spent. His whole life being praised by. And uh, he knows how they work, how it all works over there. And he just, I think he's the only guy who can come in and sweep away the uh, the trash that has just somehow managed to multiply. In Biden's short three years as resident in chief. Number three, is it possible anyone else viable gets in? Viable like alive because our current president is not viable. So I don't understand the question. I'm going to move on Four will RFK Jr. continue to gain momentum? I think so. Um, I personally haven't seen too much about him, but I imagine just, you know, the CIA killed, killed his uncle and his father. So the deep state definitely doesn't like him, but I think he resonates with a lot of people who maybe yearn for simpler times in politics when, uh, around the time when his his dad and his uncle were prominent figures, so uh, I think he has that going for him, and he's got a little bit of draw for the conservatives, and hopefully some draw for reasonable lefties, liberals, so I imagine he will, but... Just want to say congrats on 100 long episodes. Some might say too much for this world to handle with all the common sense and genius that comes from this podcast on a weekly basis. But continue on in your good fight and good journey. And I hope to be on soon on the right angle.
0: G-Man, I mean, 100 episodes, but the ball just keeps rolling unfortunately downhill it seems like or maybe i don't know are, are we are we pushing it uphill what do you think
1: well you know I, I don't know if you saw it or if moses saw it i think it was last night on one of the news stations there was a there was a black girl that has a podcast that was interviewing carmela harris did either one of you see that no i no. did not Mm-mm. uh she it was it was so horrifically bad that it was comical and this girl supposedly has like a million viewers for this Mm. she she does a i guess a podcast in her garage and she had carmela in there with her and you're gonna have to look at it because i can't i can't give it enough credit (laughs) <laughs> for how bad it was when she was doing that but she would say things like what's your favorite music what's your favorite food oh, gosh. what's your and, and you know you have the the uh the supposed vice president of the United States sitting next to you and you're asking him these ridiculous questions and the only thing I could think when I was listening to that was how does how does she get a million viewers on her podcast when she's so inane with what she's what she's doing with the with the vice president of the United States.
0: Where did you how did you come across it? What was the link from?
1: It was on one of the uh Fox News. Okay. Uh things. I won't say which one, but um or should I I you know, I I think it was on the on the 5. Okay. I believe it was and 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 they showed it twice or something because it was so so humorous. So stupidly humorous, and again, I'm I'm thinking to myself, in the name of all that is holy, how does she get that many people to watch her doing podcasts like that?
0: It is amazing, and how she would well, I was going to say how she could attract the vice president, but you know what, it attracts flies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Indeed, indeed. Well, yeah.
0: Moses, would, totally out of left field as usual. What do you think is going to bounce back quicker—the Fox News ratings or the sales of Budweiser beers?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I would. And what do you
0: think? What do you think each would have to do to regain some sliver of sanity?
2: Well, I would hope Fox News will bounce back quicker, um, for the sake of media, but. Yeah, I don't think Bud Light at this point is going to turn around anytime soon. Although, sadly, it seems as if quite a few brands are following in its wake. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, was it Coors Light came out with a similar ad? I know Ford, the car company, just came out oh, with yeah. an ad for uh, Pride Month. Adidas, Nike, I mean, they've always been infamous for their pride campaigns. And I feel like they've only gotten worse and worse over the years. So I don't think Bud Light. A
0: former former employer of yours Uh, with a big red bullseye.
2: Ah, yes. Yeah, I've almost forgotten. That seems like old news since all these other ones have creeped up uh, since yesterday. But indeed, they have also come up with just not only ugly in general, that nobody would want to buy them, but just absurd statements on T-shirts and bathing suits meant for tucking. I mean, it's just repulsive.
0: Oh, Have you seen any of that, G-Man, any of the Adidas stuff or the Target stuff?
1: I have not seen either one of those yet, and I hope to never see them if they're (laughs) with that. I, I, I would be very curious to see if they can even project... How many people come in to buy that stuff that are woke as opposed to people that are banning their products because they're woke?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, if you're interested it's... in seeing a man in a woman's swimsuit with a bulge and chest hair, you can go to adidas.com and look under the women's section.
0: Yeah, that's true. And. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you know this G-Man, you probably do from talking to CeCe and I should wait till he gets on, but our I don't know what technical relation he would be to a second cousin. I don't know, he was like my, uh, probably my grandpa's brother's son, probably. I think that's who it is. And he basically helped introduce Adidas to the United States have you heard that story?
1: I have not heard that story.
0: Yeah. Remember, uh, well, I can't name names, but in the downtown. Yes, well, I remember downtown. that place. I do. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, that I, I worked there a couple summers. And, yeah, he basically, and, and I don't know if it was him and his dad or a brother. They they went to Germany way back in the mid 60s, late 60s, and, and basically struck a deal with Adidas of some sort to distribute their shoes, and so it really, I've always liked Adidas and tried to wear them, but now I've got to cut them off and email the company, and that, I just don't know who they're marketing for, just like Sports Illustrated with, I mean, Martha Stewart, okay, you could kind of see that, but the other, People, if you want to call them that, I I don't know as a I I don't know Moses if you're Gen Y or Z or what, but do you feel like in talking to any of your peers or semi peers that they understand at all what's going on?
2: Honestly, I don't talk to them too much about specifically the trans movement, which seems to be a bit of what you're referencing more specifically than the Mm -hmm. other letters in the alphabet of the rainbow flag. But yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine why it's being pushed so much. I mean, yeah, Adidas having men with bulges and women's swimsuits saying that they're women sports illustrated having a man posing as a woman on the cover. It's just hard to imagine why We've come so far with women's rights, and now we're erasing women altogether, and it's all about men again. It seems quite ironic.
1: I think I think it's to the point where we thought that you women were having too much power, so we needed to take some away from you. So we <laughs> yeah. started uh, wearing uh, <laughs> bikinis and uh, dresses and. Shaving our armpits and things like that. Yeah. So. Oh, well gosh. it's
2: it's certainly working. I mean, we're being erased left and right. So kudos to you guys.
1: Thank you very Man. much.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, did you I know Moses, you said you heard or or listened to the Riley Gaines, Riley Gaines, right? Yes. Podcast with Jordan Jordan Peterson. Yes. Have you been following her story much, G-Man, the swimmer that?
1: Yes, I, I as much as I can, and what whatever yeah. I hear, yeah, I know all about it, yeah.
0: Oh man, that is just, uh, I mean, it's sad literally, and it's just tragic for all those young women that have spent their whole lives basically getting to the top of their sport, and then this happens, and then the absolute humil- humiliation of saying no, we've got to give the trophy to the guy that was really the crowning blow
1: there's a there's a speaking of the of the men against women in sports I saw a poll which I I don't you know believe in polls at all but this one just kind of caught my eye they said 56 percent of millennials think it's unfair for boys to compete against girls and I thought the other 44% must be taking stupid pills <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, 44% think that it is fair for them to go against girls. Who, who in their right mind? I, Moses, this is what I'd like you to do sometime if you have enough energy is ask somebody of your age bracket why they think the way they do as far as saying, yes, I'm, I'm woke. Well, what are you woke about? You know, and, and try, try to get them to explain their stupidity to you.
2: I will do that and report back.
1: Okay. I appreciate that. Excellent. Excellent. You will be graded. I
2: don't uh, hang out with too many stupid people, but I'll try to find a few. (laughs) I, I
1: can push you in the direction of a few if you don't find any. <laughs> Believe me, I know a couple of them. Oh, my so. gosh.
0: Well, G-Man, while we wait for CC, what do you have on your nitpicking list?
1: I'm going to tell you about parents today and parents of yesterday. Parents today, this is what they do with their kids. They go, text me when you get there. Text me the name of the kids who are there. Text me when you're coming home. Parents, 40 years ago, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, do we have a do, parents to parents? When is our play date set up for now? Let me oh, check God. my phone to see it because we may have another uh, coming out party that weekend, too. <laughs> so we have to make sure that they don't collide with each other. We don't want our third three-year-old birthday party colliding with a coming out party (laughs) next door okay so let's make sure the times are correct
0: oh hold on moses did you ever have play dates do you ever remember that language when you were growing up
2: they weren't called play dates when i wanted to go hang out with my friends it was pretty much just going over there if they were nearby or just saying I was going to have a sleepover if it was a weekend, but there wasn't really planning. And I don't even remember my parents talking to my friend's parents. It was more just saying so-and-so's mom said it's okay. Okay, great. And then it would happen.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: G man, continue. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got so many useless things here that, uh, Homeless people out there. It, it, I I want everybody to know, okay? I have I have no compassion for homeless people. I'm sorry, I don't. Because why? Why you you ornery so and so? Well, it's it's because nobody in the United States needs to be homeless. Every one of those people are homeless because they want to be that way. They're they they can get a job. And they can support themselves if they want to do that. But if you don't want to do that, stay out of my vision, okay? When I'm at a stoplight, I don't want you coming up and knocking on my window for money, okay? I'm packing. Do you understand? Okay, not really. I'm joking (laughs) about the second part. Anyway, I was in a golf outing last weekend because I have white supremacy. (laughs) And uh, I was thinking to myself, all white you homeless privilege. people, white privilege. I, well, I'm supremacy because it's golf, and I'm really good at it. That's, that's fake news. Um, anyway, I, I was noticing when I was on the golf course all of the incredible amounts of beer cans and a few soda cans that were in the receptacles where you throw them. Go to the golf courses and pick up all those cans after a golf outing. Ooh, you might yeah. be able to pay for a new zipper for your tent.
0: That's a great idea.
1: Yeah. What? I mean, I almost thought like, hey, maybe I should be doing it, but I don't want to take it away from the homeless people.
0: What Do you think there's any golf courses in the world that, you know how they have the carts with the attractive young women selling beer and other libations? What do you think would happen if a trans... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the the beer cans the receptacles would automatically turn into whiskey bottles because they're going oh my god what am i seeing things <laughs> either that or there would be no beer cans because they'd go oh, I, I i must be hallucinating too much oh that would be horrific That would be horrific for anyone and everyone, the golfers and the person.
0: Yeah. Moses, you had a friend in high school and or college that did that some summers, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Did she ever talk much about it? it? Did she enjoy doing it? Was it good money?
2: Yeah. I mean, not in any detail, but I think she enjoyed it. It's a pretty easy job to drive around in a golf cart, look good, and sell beer. And I think the tips aren't bad, so...
0: G man, it sounded like you were gonna say something.
2: (laughs) No, not now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, No, I won't say anything. uh, All right. I I was talking. We're talking about um, just a second ago. You know, homeless and and all these Mm -hmm. type of people. The other people that need a lot of help are, as we were talking about earlier, the trans people. And I was talking to a friend of mine that works for a very big, large, major construction company in our area. And he was um, transferred for his last two years to another area of that company that needed help from him to do that. Anyway, he got there, and the head of that area was – I'm just going to say it because it is. She was a woman, and she was very woke, and she had the he, she – and she wanted everyone to do the him, his, that kind of stuff, mm. pronouns on there. And he went down there his first day. And I was talking to I think I was talking to him two nights ago about it. And he said, he said, I went down there and he says, I was just shy of ballistic when I was talking to her. I said, why? He said, tell me exactly why you need to have pronouns in front or behind your name when when you're – when you're writing letters to people and and things like that, she didn't really have a specific reason, but she says I don't like to rock the boat. And, oh gosh. And and he said he said if there's no reason behind doing that kind of stuff, why do you do it? And, 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 well, and, and she said it's because I I don't want to rock the boat. And he said he said I'm going back to my other <laughs> my other place. I can't take this anymore. It's it the it, it, has anybody has either one of you heard of any reason for pronouns?
2: They're inclusive.
1: <laughs> Cece
0: has joined the. Uh, is in the building.
5: Yes, here I am. What's the question? <laughs> okay. oh. Pro-
0: pronouns. <laughs> Using pronouns, pronouns including uh, them in the, Let's go back to third
5: grade stuff. English. Uh, which? Uh, how many pronouns are there, and which ones are we talking about? <laughs>
0: Oh, jeez. Him, her. Yeah, we we had that at work where it, like when you got your email set up, it defaulted to saying, you know, Mo, he, him, whatever. And I immediately went in and removed mine. But it's, every time I see that, it's just, it just makes me a little
1: sadder. Sad? How about yeah, I... violently angry like I get? <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, have you run into that much CC in your travels?
1: I have not come
5: across misgendering one that has uttered a complaint that somebody has or hasn't. When, or, I, I mean, I just I haven't seen it. I haven't run into anybody that's used one other than he and she in real life, and I correct, haven't seen yeah. a name tag. I haven't heard anybody complain that they were called the wrong thing. And for me, it's just goes to. What do you live in a cave? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's real life. The percentage is what? What's the percentage of the population? Point?
1: Exactly.
5: Oh, I don't know. It's so small. You know, I mean.
0: Has it always been, and this is a wide open question for all generations, has it always been that such not even a minority, like they used to say, majority rules minority rights when it was you know seventy, thirty, or sixty, forty. but has it do you recall it being like a ninety nine to one and the ones can just yell so loud? Is it just social media? Is it the ones can look like fifty because they can amplify yes. their voices?
5: <laughs> okay. Social media has played a huge part. There's That's no a- doubt about it. Uh, anybody can say anything and get attention if the algorithm deems it so. There you go.
1: So it Plain all depends simple.
5: who's in charge of the algorithm yep. at the end of the day.
1: If you want to point any fingers. So, why is it that the left. The radical left is always; they're the loudest, they're the most violent, and they're the most disturbed people. Why does the right allow that to happen and then not say anything and not right the wrong? For instance, yes. when you're when you're um, when you're in a subway car like they were in New York City, and they were blocking the doors from the people getting out to go to work, which had nothing to do with that guy dying down in the thing. And, and they were blocking a black guy from going to work. And the black guy's going, hey, I'm just trying to get to work. Come on, you guys. I know it wasn't right. But, and they kept blocking him. Why doesn't that guy punch him in the face and say, get out of my way?
0: I have heard, and I guess this makes sense, that it's sort of philosophically people on the right side – of the equation, they just want to live their lives and they don't want to have to be advocates and they just think that common sense will prevail. And so I think they're less likely to speak up and make a stink and that sort of thing. But that's obviously been changing and hopefully it'll continue to change. But I know uh, CeCe's dad back in the day always said, never talk about politics in mixed company.
1: Or religion. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm always wanting to do that now because they are so incredibly stupid on the left that I, I need somebody to tell me <laughs> why they think the way they do and, and why they think it's right. Just one person. Well, I
5: you know I think we need to go out and find that person, and maybe we need to make them a regular on the right angle so we can find out the answers well, to those important <laughs> questions.
1: I got to anybody have any (laughs) candidates and and they were both incredibly failed because uh, I I tried to ask him a question and like on TV they go off on a tangent they don't answer it so yeah
0: in fact I still have literally right on the desk right here I have the little recorder you used and I listened to part of it when you were talking to the the lady liberal and it's it is it's amazing. It is just like on TV or the radio. You ask them one question or just like the the black lesbian press secretary, you ask them one question and they just literally either don't hear you or they don't care what you said and they'll just say, oh, well, Trump did this and that. And it's like, well, wait, I asked you why the sky is blue. Well, because Trump doesn't like it to be something, something, something. It's just amazing. It, it happens with with quote normal civilians just like it does with the pundits on TV.
1: It it just drains you when you're <laughs> I I had a conversation, I, I told Mo, CCU, I think you know this guy. He married somebody you know, and I got in I got into a literal shouting match with him about politics because he brought it up. And he started to raise his voice. So I had to raise my voice to let him hear so, I could be heard you know, because I need to have the right be heard when they're talking, and he'd raise it and and finally, I said to him, i said hey is the is the homeowner home <laughs> because if she is, we're both gone out of here from from this shouting match anyway, what I'm saying is is that he had he had no answers to my questions, and nobody does when I ask him directly why." Do you hate Trump so much? And don't tell me it's because of the way he talks. Was he a better president than Haydn is? Was he a better president than Obama was? <laughs> of course he was. He made life better for everyone because that's what he did. These two other losers are nothing but a giant pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moses, can you, you can speak to, you had a, a friend of the of the opposite gender uh, three or four years ago who, I don't know, did you know from the start that he was pretty liberal? Would, were you ever able to reason with him?
2: Uh, I'm going to guess who you're referring to by answering the right. question, but um, yes, I wouldn't say from the very beginning, but as you get to know somebody and understand just the way they think you start to figure out that it's quite different than your own. And then you understand that their politics differ from your own, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like they literally just view the world differently, um, which maybe sounds obvious, but yeah, it's like they just see reality, uh, through blurry glasses or something. Uh, it's hard to describe, but, it was interesting to see it unfold that some basic differences turned out to just be the way that we thought was very different from one another.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Cece, how, how early on in your relationship with your amazing better half, did you realize that you were on the same page or that you were on different pages on certain things?
5: Well, I like to think of myself as having an equal half, as opposed to a better half, there could be some discussion <laughs> on that. that uh... <laughs> we were all created together, and it was all good. Yeah, our 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 relationship centered from the very very beginning around God and spirituality, and politics actually came much later. And uh, actually, in the beginning. Well, you know, I, yeah. so this was a few moons ago, but we're talking, um, you know, we were raised more in the 60s and the 70s. And if, uh, you know, you look back to, say, President Kennedy, uh, you know, I, I think you'd probably find quite a few Republicans in this day and age that... At that time, would have called themselves a Democrat because they liked Kennedy and they probably voted for Kennedy. Um, and and that's more of the line she was um, lined up with was a, you know, which Kennedy would probably be considered a, at, yeah, at, at worst, a liberal Republican these days. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe a rhino. Yeah, really. Uh, Maybe not even a rhino. What's, what's one step, what's one step under a rhino? I don't know what the name for it is. You're not an elephant yet, but you know, you're, um, so yeah. So, uh, politics actually came up later and as she saw my way of viewing the world and, I guess with my economics degree and explaining some of the things of how they worked and what happened and who really got what and how people were treated, she uh, she evolved in the, in her way of thinking. But what she really found out was her way of thinking was just not how the Democratic Party evolved. Because I think they've grown into what even they never intended anybody to be. I mean, go, go back to uh, President Biden's earlier days. And, you know, we all know all the things he stood for, and how much he's changed on so many uh, important positions, all out specifically, but you look at what was it, either some of the banking rules or the abortion or marriage or, you know, a number of those things, he, he had a 180-degree different opinion, and he's changed.
0: Yeah, you wonder, do you think he really has, or do you think he literally almost doesn't even know or understand how radical he is
1: now? I don't think he understands anything. Oh, wait a minute. Am I going to get spied on by the FBI now? <laughs> Once they find out you're in Alaska, they might come after you. Oh, hey, there we go. There we go. All this time, nobody knew where I was. And CeCe's <laughs> got to blow it. My God. <laughs> You'll never find me in Alaska, I guarantee you.
0: That's the beauty of it. Yep, exactly. So, G-Man, how about you and your uh, equal half?
1: What about her? I have to whisper.
0: In, <laughs> in terms of, of political or whatever, like how much on the same page were you And has it changed, or has it
1: always been pretty much the same? It's been, um, it's changed, but here's how it's changed. I've always been the way I've been. She's always been, you know, very sweet and all that kind of stuff. And then, unfortunately, I tainted her with politics, and now she's completely far right with me and, uh, (laughs) you know, has stomach ulcers because of it. Because she watches TV and sees what's going on, but she is extremely right, like like I am. Politically, politically, I'm sorry.
0: And so, yeah, and that was yes, kind it of was. Evolution? It was an evolution. More than, and like it was, a, uh, I would say it okay. was
1: probably, you know, right around when Trump was being elected president because of all the hoopla, and she became very interested in it, and uh, from then on it was it was all downhill for her watching all the stuff the left has done to the to America
2: and what about wow. you mo
0: and so uh i would say pretty early on that we both knew we were basically right thinking people i think pretty well aligned and it's probably evolved uh, I don't know I I guess I would probably say I've become a little more conservative and she's probably become quite a bit more (laughs) (laughs) quite a bit more so um, but yeah I it's funny and I think Moses and I talk about this occasionally on the you know the bachelor and the bachelorette and all those shows you literally you know once in a great while they'll talk about religion but I don't know that they've. I've ever heard them talk about politics. I know, you know, once in a while they'll talk about abortion or something, but it's amazing to me that either they cut it out or they just tell them not to talk about it. But why you wouldn't find that out, especially nowadays, I mean, first or second or third date, I don't know why you would wait until you're thinking of marrying someone and then find out.
1: That show's pretty much based on something else anyway, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. That no, nobody, true. Nobody really cares about politics on that show, <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> I've nobody never seen right. it.
0: Okay. Well, I know, Cece, you're on uh, in partly to celebrate our 100th episode, but do you have anything? Because I know you can't stay long. or less, I mean, if you can, great, but if you can't, is there anything you need to? Get off your uh, massive chest?
5: Uh, I don't know if we've already talked about it. I think maybe we have but I tell you I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately on uh, AI. Yeah. And there's a couple people that are, I deem them as being, I don't know if smart's really the right word. I think I would call them um, I, I think they're smart but I think they've been in uh, you know they're in their fifties. I think I don't know what the age is. This would be a good question for people. At what age do you really think that people really actually begin to get a handle on things? So we'll we'll leave that Ooh. hanging. But right. in the mean but in the meantime, AI is moving very rapidly. They obviously had some hearings in Congress. Uh, there's people on both sides of the fence, whether it's licensed, whether it's controlled, whether the government has an agency, all those different types of things. But um, this one gentleman who lives in Silicon Valley, you know, he bought the GPT 4 subscription for all his employees, which it's not that many. He's got like 20 or 30, but um, he, he does pretty well for himself. Angel Investor has a syndicate. And, um, you know, the amount of um, productivity they're getting for the types of jobs these people are doing and the more they learn to use it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Um, what's going on, what's potential. So I guess my question for everybody is, have you used it? What do you think about it? And uh, I think we've already talked about it once before. Maybe I've missed it, but to me, I think it's a a super hot topic. He's looking at, at, you know, and I think we said this before, you couldn't have done this without the Internet, without the cloud, without the computers and the processing power that we have nowadays and the databases that we have. So it's not an exclusive revolutionary technology. But it is going to be a revolutionary technology. And they're saying it could be the biggest one of our lifetimes.
0: I'll let Moses go first, because I'm sure you have some interesting takes on this.
2: Unfortunately, I'm going to be a letdown. Uh, I have not used it. The people at my work joke about it, but also have used it for things. I work in human resources, writing job descriptions, coming up with, you know, offer letters, different things. And I hear it's quite capable, um, but I myself have not gone in and used it. Although I know, I think Apple just announced that they they have some open AI, something on their app store now um, that you can download and, and do a bunch of different things with, which I'd be curious to understand the capabilities of that but I have not dived into it uh while interesting I don't know I guess I'm more on the cautious side of what this really means over the next few years and how it'll evolve
0: I haven't used it I I was with some people at work and they were I don't know how many of them actually had it or had used it but they were just like writing in or showing how it would write up a, like you said, I think it was a job description or a thank you letter or an invitation, and it was. I mean, I think the younger version of me would have thought it was pretty cool, and the current version, maybe the more wise version, I personally don't like it because uh, I guess it could make you more productive, maybe, but. I don't know. I just thinking of the dark side of it, not necessarily obviously for that, but um, I mean, when you hear Elon Musk talk about it in the negative, to a certain extent, if you take it to its limits and other smart people, then I don't, I don't know that I would say I'm worried or, you know, it's going to like kill all humans or something, but, but can you stop it? And do we want to, they make the comparison about, you know, the horseless carriages go away and the cars come and then et cetera, et cetera. So is it just inevitable? And is it really a right and left issue? Or is this something that kind of transcends politics? I don't have any answers to that
1: yet. I, uh, I work with artificial intelligence every day. They're called my employees. I'm sure that their intelligence is artificial. And, and?
0: Well, in in your line of business, and I mean, it's sort of ironic because you think of, and I know Moses was talking about this the other day, uh, you know, plumbers, electricians, all of the poo-poo jobs from 20 and 30 and 40 years ago, clearly nothing is going to replace their work and they're just going to become more valuable. And these white collar people who have the jobs that can to a certain extent be replaced, are they going to be out of luck, or are they just going to be able to do, shift their talents and skills and do something different than they're doing now?
1: I think they're all going to go to apprentice schools for plumbers, electricians, uh, carpenters, and make twice as much as they do now.
0: It will be interesting to see. What do you think, Cece? Do you think it has more upsides than it does downsides?
5: I don't know, because I don't really know the limits of the technology, as far as being able to kind of turn it on and off or circumvent it, um, I think we've all seen movies where you know it takes over and you try and unplug every switch and somehow it keeps running. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely don't think this is a left or a right issue or a conservative or a liberal or anywhere in between. I think this is a an entire mankind issue. Um, but I think we know as long as we have people out there, whether it's countries that we all know of that aren't that great in various places around the world, or whether it's, you know, groups of people, uh, that do bad things already, whether it's, you know, providing drugs or, you know, human trafficking or whatever. So there's definitely an element of society out there. And unfortunately, they're not all stupid. And they will get a hold of this and they will use it. And, you know, I, I I literally hope there's some kind of way to turn it off because these people are going to use it in devious ways, almost guaranteed, if they're not already. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you, anybody's seen like the simple example, but I like I heard today, there's this uh, Instagram, YouTube uh, lady who... Just took down all her content on YouTube because she made herself, I forget her name, it might even be Karen. Now she has AI Karen, and for a dollar a minute, you can have a conversation with her. I've been to
1: that website.
5: And and what were your reactions?
1: I was very disappointed. I thought it was something else. (laughs)
5: But uh, apparently, there's a, a, a wide variety of conversations you can have, and she thinks she's going to be making. I think it's some ridiculous number, in my opinion. But I think she thinks she's within 12 months. She thinks she'll be making five million dollars a month just from mm. just from this.
2: Well, and, 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 the, and yeah, in her beta test, she made I think just over seventy thousand in one week,
5: and, and the voice sounded very, very close to hers. And to me, that was key. And so the person who had this on their podcast, you know, their comment is, and the reality is, which we kind of already almost know anyways, anything you see on any platform said by anybody, you'll no longer be able to believe. Because all you got to do is get their voice and then you input anything they've ever written or said or talked about and put it into there And you you can make almost anything come out of their mouth, so it's uh, it's definitely some bad sides to it.
0: I think that's probably the the biggest danger. In fact, I think it was probably five ish years ago. Adobe was showing off a new tool that they had for their audio recording, where you know you get a. 5,000 word speech from someone and they were showing how they could just go in and totally manipulate it, just like you said. And they were quick to say, well, of course, we would never use this for nefarious purposes. But we all know whether they were telling the truth back then or not. I I think that could really be one of the biggest downsides as opposed to, you know, in the movies where they launch all the nuclear warheads or something like that. But just just that constant spread of disinformation, misinformation, downright lies. And yeah, how do you counter it once it gets out there? If they start, you know, if some night Trump supposedly goes on True Social or some podcast and you hear him saying all this stuff about how he loves Nazis and how he does this, and then the real Trump comes on, he says, that wasn't me, and then they say, oh, well, of course it was, you've always been like that. It's It could just be really, really bad.
2: I
1: so agree. you're telling me <laughs> so you See, you're telling me that there's people out there in society that will pay $1 a minute <laughs> to listen to somebody's fake voice on a on a on a YouTube or or whatever Twitter podcast? It's a lonely world. dollar a thing. minute? That's, it's not just yeah. her voice. That, no, it's so,
2: it's her. I think it's like an actual uh like yeah, Avatar, Avatar sort I of? think. I think it's more than just the voice.
0: And so does she just t- talk to you about, like, anything you want to talk yes, about? Yes, you
5: ask her any question, and she'll answer it. And then she'll even respond to you. And, um, you know, like, one of the answers, I can't remember, it was like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, you know, she came back and said, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do you think, babe? Uh, so you know a wow. little bit of a leading question, potentially. Um, that's what they said on the show anyways. I'm not saying that, but I guess here's my <laughs> here's here's my take there and this this will show you know my ignorance you know, early nineties, early nineties, maybe late eighties, when the computer first started to take off. And it was like, oh, man, this thing is kind of complicated. I don't want to have to do this and wait for this. While the modem connected to the Internet. And um, but I literally thought inside my head, geez, I hope I don't have to learn this thing during my lifetime. Wow. And that was like so ignorant and so way behind and so far off. But I truly believe if anybody says that about AI right now, that that's how stupid that statement is. If if you don't, huh. if you know, if you want to sit back on a beach and relax and retire, great. But if you want to be able to function in any form of society, you better at least start getting some kind of working knowledge of AI now. Because it's going to go beyond and do things that we never even dreamed of. So that's Ooh. my opinion uh, that's my uh, soapbox for today.
0: That's that's pretty interesting. It does make me rethink because it's sort of at that part where you kind of think it's silly and you're also a little resentful of yeah. it, I think. Especially being someone who, you know, likes to write and enjoys writing and thinks, thinks and has been proven right, I guess, that he has some skills in it. And so you, you immediately think, is this going to... Not take over my livelihood, but is it going to make me in less demand? I mean, will you ever need to proofread anything again? I don't know.
5: Everybody says, whether you're a coder, you're a copywriter, whether you're uh, preparing a resume, whether you're making summaries, that this can make you a 10x of whatever you already are, as long as you learn to use it correctly. And so if you're one of the early adopters Hmm. and you... Can use it to your advantage, then you'll be that much further ahead of all your peers.
0: Hmm, interesting, all right. I'm pretty close to being sold. Does anyone want to unsell me? Well, I was
2: just <laughs> gonna ask, is it making you smarter or... It's just allowing you to have a better output, but you're not actually growing in your understanding or knowledge or skill set. It's just able to produce something better than you can produce.
5: Excellent question. And from the few I've heard, primarily on podcasts again, um, and again, these are generally pretty smart people or people in the know podcasts. Um, I would say it's a combination of both, but I'd say the larger percentage is just making you, because it's going to, you know, let's say you ask it to do something. You generally ask it to do something three, four, or five more times. But the reality is it does it so fast. And then it just makes it better and better and better because you tell it how to make it better. You tell it, hey, give me more of this, give me more of that, put the emphasis on this, go do this instead or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, and so you go and go, wow, okay, yeah, that's really good, At the end of the day, you may go in there and put in your own physical, own style, edits, whatever it is. But they've captured so much that, you know, you may have cut your hour time down to 10 minutes. It's, I mean, and again, I'm sure it's job specific depending on what exactly you have to do. Um, I mean, it can go out and get answers for you. It can find out information you don't know. But to me, all of that would be less trustworthy because it can only be as good yeah. as what's out there. And so I think actually we might've mentioned this on a previous, if somebody goes out there and puts out a bot that puts out a ton of disinformation, then it's you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? But, but, if it's, but if it's something you're already good at and you're just are trying to make it better, and you can recognize right from wrong because it will come back with some garbage. I, I mean, I have heard that, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be silly or wrong. Um, but, I mean, it's no different than, I mean, uh, the, I, I'm really sad to hear that so many go up, so many people go out and trust Wikipedia, you know, and, and yeah. think it's all true when it's not. And so I think it's going to be the same with AI. If you're looking for I mean, if you're looking for it to solve a math problem, it's probably game over. It's probably going to be a winner. You know, if you want to solve a chemistry equation or a physics problem, it's, I
0: don't
5: I don't know why you probably can't do any of that. I probably can.
0: Yeah. So does that mean that you're no longer going to have to really know math or know X, Y, Z as opposed to making you a better writer or a better I don't know what musician singer or something like that, as opposed to well, we don't need to teach math anymore because all you have to do is put in the question. Whoops, I think uh, CC may have, he said he had to go, so it looks like he's uh, he's gone. But I guess that'll be a to-be-continued uh, topic because it is a pretty big thing.
2: Indeed, it makes me think that now more than ever, the world needs religion. And to really know what truth is knowing how much it'll Mm. be questioned and manipulated and it already is but even more so with this it seems like now more than ever we need a solid foundation to stand on when ai and all of these things try to manipulate what we know to be true
0: it's an excellent insight i was just going to say you and you said the fundamental and foundational because there are those truths and hopefully uh they can they are established and hopefully they can remain that way. G man, pretty heavy topic. Anything to close this out before we move on for a couple more? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Siri. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well here to to lighten the mood, and I don't know that how, how supersized an episode we want, but so we've got Igor and Igor on tape, but we also have uh Biggis and <laughs> I'll play his uh, (laughs) little greeting. So listen, listen carefully. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go.
5: Hello, this is Bigga here. I just want to say congratulations to the Right Angle for celebrating your 100th podcast. I'm currently celebrating my 100th day as a woman. So I can't make it tonight because I'm going to a women's, all women's, basketball tournament, which I am now the lead captain, and I'm doing so good, and I feel so good about myself for being able to dunk and push people out of the way. I used to be mistreated in basketball, but now I can be the one that's mistreating. So congratulations, right <laughs> Angle. Jeez. Talk to you later. Bye.
2: <laughs> Ooh, those treatments are going well. That was very feminine. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. Oh. Oh, man. (laughs) That's what I think of that.
0: (laughs) It doesn't really seem like, you know, I'll just call them men that are pretending to be women. Whatever shots and and hormones and stuff, it doesn't really seem to raise their voice a whole lot. Is is that accurate? I mean, do they have to, do you think they have to... uh, make affect their voice to make it higher? Do you think there's something in the drugs that makes it higher or do they just live with the voice Yeah, they have?
2: I don't know what type of drug, yeah, would change your voice. I mean, other than just the, like, estrogen, if that impacts it, I honestly have no idea.
1: It, it might. I, I mean, I don't know what, what's in the drugs that they take either, but I would assume that it has something to do with, I mean it changes a lot of other things so it may change your voice along with that I I do know that going through high school there were a couple of dudes that had pretty high voices that wouldn't take a lot to get them to the female octaves with yeah. maybe a, a pill here or there so um, was that before or after, after you can puberty? also just <laughs> <laughs> this was in high school
2: <laughs> oh, oh my uh, and,
1: and and little side story about one of those guys uh my i had a friend woman friend who i graduated with that went to a wedding of somebody that she graduated with also and she was admiring this woman's legs because they were so strong and athletic and she went up and asked the friend that That was at the wedding with her, who that person was. And it was that guy that she graduated with (laughs) that had turned, that had literally turned into a woman. And I mean, this was, Uh. this has been 30 years and, uh, and, and did the whole nine yards. And, uh, so yeah, it's pretty sickening.
0: Have you heard much about this new CEO of Twitter, Moses? Are you surprised who he's selected?
2: I've only heard a little bit about her. um, And I know a few videos have surfaced with her speaking a lot more to the left than to the right. So that was a bit surprising. I think she has a lot of experience in marketing and advertising, which I think Twitter is struggling with, but it's because they don't uh, want to cave in to the left. So I'm not entirely sure what their strategy is moving forward. It'll be interesting to see how she does, how she changes things. Obviously, Elon's not going anywhere in terms of leaving the company, but it'll be interesting to see what direction she takes it and if she'll you know, last and be successful or if she'll be a total flop and he'll have to find somebody else.
0: That's, that was going to be my next question, so I'll give that to G-Man. Do you think she'll be there 12 months from now?
1: I haven't heard her talk, so I have no idea. But I guess uh, when, when Moses was just talking about that uh, and waiting to see, I have to think that with his investment in Twitter that he would pick the right person to run what what she's going to be running there. I don't think he's that stupid that he would get somebody that's like woke. He might get somebody yeah. that, that might walk the fence but fall on the right side when they need to, that kind of a thing.
0: It'll be very, very interesting to see. Because I heard, obviously, he paid about $44 billion and they say right now it's worth about half that. And you don't know how big of a factor that plays because it was – interesting. He was on CNBC the other day and he had said some stuff about George Soros, which of course was all true. And the guy basically was giving him a chance to walk it back. And he said, I'll say what I want to say. And if I lose money, I don't care. Right. Which was kind of a cool, refreshing thing
1: to hear. He was talking about his Tesla customers. And would they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Would he lose any of his Tesla customers? He's I, you know, I, I doubt it. He didn't say that, but I'm, that's what he's probably thinking: is if you want an electric car, yeah. you're going to buy an electric car. So,
0: yeah. Speaking of cars, I heard this this morning: the average payment on a new car. Any guesses per month?
2: I could tell you what mine is. Some- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it's not cheap. <laughs>
0: yeah. What would you guess, G-Man? I would
1: say four seventy-five. Four, for for an guess? eight year period, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I'll go with a a bit higher just because mine is uh, and say five fifty.
0: And I don't know; they didn't specify if this is like a three year or five year, whatever. But seven hundred and twenty nine dollars.
1: That's got to be like and a five this, year.
0: That probably is, and and this was really remarkable. One in six people are spending more than $1,000 a month on a car payment. Wow, is that just
2: since interest rates went up? Because holy smokes, that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I mean, car prices and, but mostly interest rates. And so what that led to is they said, right now the average age of a car is 12 years old, which of course is, I mean, can you imagine, I don't know about you, G-Man, but growing up, my dad, like religiously every two years, or maybe three years, got a new car or traded it in or whatever.
1: Can I imagine doing that now?
0: Yeah. Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely <laughs> not. There, no way would that happen with most people nowadays because of the, the, the rates that they're charging for cars. I think cars have gone up with inflation more than anything else has, anything, including housing. I think it's probably what the highest thing that has gone up in the last 10 years.
0: And you wonder how much of that is because of regulations because you, I mean, Biden keeps hiding, lying, keeps put, trying to put new regulations on. And you do wonder with the free market, if it was a pure free market system and there were no requirements of gas mileage and emissions, how much different... If you just let the market speak, I think it would be, I don't know, the average mileage miles per gallon may be a little bit less, but I think there's enough people out there who want to get good mileage in their car that I don't know that you need to heap all these regulations on.
1: Exactly, which is where all the cost comes in. And the government says that they have to have so many certain miles per gallon by this period of time, you know, 2026 or whatever. I I just right. you know I just say you can all go yourselves because <laughs> my Ferrari gets I think 15 miles to the gallon and I love every mile I drive in it.
0: <laughs> uh, Moses you can probably say the same thing about your yes, vehicle. Yes, I uh,
2: get a little bit better, probably right around 18-19 and I love every mile of it.
1: You bought a Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's great. I love it. Thank you, that's enough, that's enough, okay.
0: All right, amen. So thanks for uh, being with us. We'd like to see those numbers grow like our initial episodes, but we're confident that we'll keep speaking the right and people will keep finding us. And until then, enjoy life and come back next week to the right angle. That was easy.